Colombia. Today we have with us a beautiful and amazing guest, and I can say that because I'm her husband. She's my wife. <laughs> and uh, so her name is Yatik Sherao. Before I actually ask her to expand on her background, just to give you a brief introduction, Tiksha is actually one of the co-founders of Sotastic. And so what we're hoping to achieve with our podcast today is we want to share with you some of the dumb mistakes that we made, some of the wins that we've been blessed with, and some of the, the struggles that we overcame. And when we were talking about this podcast, honestly, the one thing that we talked about is how do we make sure we're coming across in a way that can add value, right? So Tiksha, do you want to add, add a little bit on that? Yeah, you know, after 21 years together, I think a talk on money and marriage sounded good, right? Yeah, before we get started, we'd like to mention that we're speaking from our personal experience and we just want to share our ups and downs and hopefully none of it comes across preachy or pompous in any manner. In fact, we pray that it is a value addition to those who are listening. And my humble request is that you treat it uh, with a supermarket approach, you know, mm. things that make sense and fit with your family use it and if it doesn't no big deal good stuff good stuff so before we get into anything why don't we start off about just going through a brief introduction of you and i okay, cool so i'm yatik sharao i'm a military brat my dad served in the indian air force and we moved every two years of my life so i can confidently say that making friends has never been a problem but keeping them is mm -hmm. a skill i've had to mm -hmm. learn okay Another fun fact about me is that uh, due to our traveling lifestyle, I did high school in three years and each year was in a different country. Mm. One year in India, the other in UK, and then the third in the United States. Mm. I was probably the only senior driving on the other side of the road and learning how to drive a vehicle in the US. Mm. You know, if you meet me, don't ask me geography or history questions. Since every country was vastly different in that subject, it's all a jumble up there, okay? Uh, I met my best friend at a local community college back in 2000 from playing pool at the cafeteria mm -hmm. to uh, reading comic books together in the library, date night, remember? Yes. To, gosh, passing notes in class. And, and I remember playing Quake Yes. in the middle of Computer, class, yeah. right. right? Playing Quake together. And now it's been 21 years and it is fun when you marry your best friend and soulmate. So good stuff. It's been a blast. We now have a seven year old daughter and a four year old son that truly have taught us so many things and they've been such blessings in our lives. And in terms of my professional career, I got my degree in graphic design and visual communications. Mm -hmm. After college, I was able to work in the professional environment. And in my early 20s, I launched my first company. It grew to a point where I was able to clear all my school loans. And at one point, I replaced my full-time job salary. I ran the company for multiple years and then co-launched the financial literacy company, mm. you know, with an amazing friend of mine. You know, we would get together and discuss ways to teach kids growth mindset and finance topics, things like giving or investing or spending habits. And we were intentional about it mm. and thought, I know there are parents out there just like us wanting to do the same. And lo and behold, we launched Sotastic. So, and thank you so much, Russian, for volunteering to do these podcasts with amazing oh. people. You know, I have so many tricks and tools under my belt because of all the value addition from people that I've met because of these podcasts. So thank you. You're welcome. So just to give you my background, I, I come from humble beginnings, came to US in the early 90s when I was 12 years old, 
And so I'm first generation in U.S., child of first generation Asian Indian parents. My father had a cushy job in management in India, and my mother had chosen to be a stay-at-home mother raising us three kids. And so we applied to come to U.S. We moved instantly from India to here. And by professional background, I've worked in the IT industry, have had run IT startups, and have uh, worked through IT consulting companies, a lot of Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies. So why don't we do this? Can you help me in trying to teach you some of the financial literacy lessons that life taught you as you were growing up? Sure, absolutely. I'm of the belief that life is a series of decisions and events that shape who you are. And as an immigrant, especially one living in the Air Force camp, we had a lavish lifestyle. Food was ever ready at the mess hall. Lots of people to tend to every need. In fact, I remember one time, not once, but multiple, they would stop the movie in the middle of the movie to come and ask us if you'd like something to eat. Mm. A driver was accessible to take you anywhere, even if you wanted to go take a dip at the pool. Gosh, I remember getting out of the pool, playing Street Fighter and, nice. uh, and the gaming console and without any money. And then getting a snack and saying, add it to my dad's tab. <laughs> la dee da I'm listening to my talk here. And I know I probably took it all for granted. Mm. And then my parents decided to start in a whole new country, not once, but twice. Mm. Mind you, three years of high school, all in different countries. Talk about culture shock. Mm. That definitely did a doozy on my self-image. And you know this because you've known me since the age of 19. I went from an outgoing personality to completely shrinking into my shell, all while handling the pressures of maintaining a high GPA mm. and being part of the honor society, maintaining dean's list status. You know, with all of that, I had to pay international fees due to my visa status. So guess what? I used to work two jobs my entire school career along with managing 18 to 21 credit hour semesters. In fact, I remember mom and dad at 14, when we had just moved to the UK, they encouraged me to work my first job. So I've held my first job at the age of 14. Nice. And delivering newspapers in the wet weather. Mm. But just so I could pay my cell phone minutes, okay? I felt my parents subconsciously ingrained the lessons of budgeting mm. and differentiating between needs and wants from then on. While I had the seeds of these finance basics, I feel they were fleeting. Mm. And I wish looking back what I know now, if I'd known back then, I would have minimized all the dumb mistakes. You know, they say money talks. And I felt in our household, it said bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> We just had to learn how to give every dollar a name because if mm. I didn't, it left, mm. okay? Because if you don't tell your money where to go, it leaves, okay? Well, so something interesting that you mentioned. So you learned to live below your means, right, growing up. You uh, talked about uh, learning some of the needs versus wants. Uh, it sounds like there was some b basic budgeting that you had and you learned to actually have a job early on and balance school, right? That's that's awesome. Okay. So, you know, at least in my case, uh, I talked about my father having a cushy job in India. Well, guess what? When we moved here, what happened was the struggle started, right? He struggled to transition into a white collar job. And he so he started working in a factory along with my mother who had never worked in India. Well, lo and behold here, she actually had to start a job, right? Both my parents worked tremendously to support us kids. And 
the five of us actually lived in an apartment from the age of 12, 13, when I was 12, 13, till when I started college. After that, I moved into my very first town home with my parents. One of the things that I realized through living this is watching my parents work hard, but you couldn't help compare to peers, to friends that maybe had a slightly bigger home, a slightly better car, right? Maybe they went on one too many more vacations than we did. And so something that I started seeing was there was a gap in what I knew versus what I saw others may have known. You know, at 16, you know, I was busy playing computer games. I was teaching myself how to program through like websites and databases and things like that. And my dad said, yeah, yeah, enough of that. Go get a job because I was coming to my parents to go to movies. You know, hey, dad, can you give me five bucks, 10 bucks to go to movies? I was coming to my parents to go to a, a restaurant with my friends, right? So my parents said, go get a part-time job and support yourself, right? So I remember working at Office Max and a now defunct retail store called CompUSA. The crazy thing about that was not only did they pay me hourly, but they also paid me commission. <laughs> and that just blew my mind because I was like, whoa, here was a chance for me to control my own finances, if you will, right? The more I worked, the more I could earn. But over and above that, if I did really well in my retail sales job, I could make much more extra than that, right? So picture this, I'm 16, 16, 17 years old, right? I have complete ignorance about finance management, right? So no finance literacy, no mentor that I could turn to and ask questions. And I had some decent money coming in. And I, since I live with my folks, I wasn't paying rent. I was just paying basic expenses for myself. So I had this money piling up and I started to make some really dumb decisions. Right around the time that I met Tiksha, I remember taking what was in my savings account at that time, working through my jobs. It was like a $12,000 or something and I wanted a car. So instead of getting a, an affordable, a reasonable car, I decided to buy a, 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 a Mitsubishi Eclipse, a $12,000 cash paid car, cash because I had the cash lying around. I'm like, why would I apply for credit and things like that, right? Which would be okay if I had more cash in the bank, which I didn't, right? Now, fast forward a few months, I crashed that car. Not because I used to race with it, right? And you were supposed to meet me for a movie. That I was, <laughs> I was, and, right? And so <laughs> I crashed that car, not not racing it, but on my way to a race. And so I remember selling that car for about twenty five hundred dollars because it was so junked up. So here I went from twelve thousand dollars down to twenty five hundred bucks in a matter of a few months, and. Because of that ignorance, you know, I didn't dwell much on it. I said, eh, whatever, I can make more. And so while I did make dumb decisions, I, I do think some of my ignorance helped me get through it quicker. So over and above that, besides working and going to school and dating Tiksha, I also uh, started up an IT company because as I was learning websites, I think that I had gotten far ahead in the IT game to uh, work on applications through companies. And Thanks for hiring me. Yeah, and you were one of the graphics designers, right? And so uh, <laughs> me and a few friends said, hey, let's let's work with companies. Let's get paid professionally, right? Let's, pay, let's get paid like a business. Uh, hustling there, having a job, hustling there, school hustling there. It was very uh, chaotic hustle, if you will, right? No concept of balancing bank accounts or budgeting or saving for future. It was just 
make money enough so I could plan for the next weekend or the next big party or an outing with my friends. Over and above that, because of racing, I added a whole lot of tickets that while the racing may have been fun, paying tickets was not. Right then is when I met Tiksha and I was going through some of the, the, the tremendous peaks, but also some of the most dangerous valleys. Do you remember that time when it was our <clears throat> some year anniversary and we both had just like $5 to our name <laughs> and we decided let's go to a dollar store. Mm. You go one direction, I go one direction. Mm. Let's pick up five things for each other. Mm. And that was our anniversary gift to each other, remember? Yeah. yeah. These are the downs. Yeah. <laughs> Had I known what I know now, back then, I would have made much smart decisions. We were just so naive. And honestly, I didn't even know how a credit card worked. And in college, they got gave me the application. I filled it out. And I didn't know I was supposed to pay the card back for a while because I was using my credit card so crazily. I had the cash envelope system because we heard that in, in a Dave Ramsey talk somewhere. Mm. And... That's how I learned how to change my expenses to a definite fixed amount as opposed to them being variables. Mm. In fact, there's an interesting fact. I learned this early on that casinos did an entire study on this. The reason why they give chips instead of using cash at the slot machines and the tables, it's because actual emotional pain is registered when you spend cash as opposed to spending chips. Mm. So what they want you to do is get the chips once and you register that pain once, and nice. that's that's why the chips are there. So interestingly, that was my relationship with my credit card. I spent without any pain registration mm. until the statement showed up, <laughs> okay? And uh, while dating, I remember we got access to a financial coach who got us started on the path to learn and grow in that area. And since then, we have actively seeked people who are in life financially, spiritually, relationship-wise, family life, to guide us. And yes, we, from our opinion, we feel not one person had it all. And so we seeked multiple peoples for different areas of our life. Yeah, actually, so it's funny that you mentioned college. I know you had college loans early on, right? In my case, my, uh, my father told me, hey, you can do anything you want to. You can go to any college you want to as long as you're paying for it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm starting at a community college, right? Because that's all I could afford. I was able to pay off my own tuition. And before Tiksha and I transferred to a university, University of Illinois, Chicago, I was able to pay off substantial amount of my college tuition. Tiksha talked about having financial mentors and coaches. I knew I had access to a financial coach. I just didn't take advantage to it until we got serious about life when we got married. So, getting up in prior to getting married, I lived with my parents. Tiksha lived with her parents, and so when we got married, was the very first time we said, "Let's move into an apartment together." Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, help me understand some of your thought process at that time. Choosing to be married, it took me eight years to say yes. yes. I had commitment problems, <laughs> not him. Okay. And in terms of finances, we chose to combine our accounts. Mm-hmm. Right something we chose to do. Not everybody prefers it, but that's something we chose to do. Mm. That was interesting. Roshan, remember that first time we went grocery Grocery shopping? shopping, Yeah, yeah. That that was an interesting conversation. (laughs) So we went grocery shopping together and I picked up a loaf of bread. I'm a military brat. I love my toast 
an egg. I picked up a loaf of bread and I remember you saying, um, honey, you know, babe, do we need that? And I, <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, my dad has never asked me that question. How dare you? I mean, we had a, such a big fight on that. I think that's probably our very first loud argument yeah. as a married couple. <laughs> As a married couple, a married yes, couple, yes, because yes. we we argued. Dating, <laughs> yes. And we've come a long way from that conversation, right? Um, we argued a lot, but mm. understand, my entity at that point was me myself and me being my parents' daughter, and him being Russian and his parents' son. For us to come together, become one, and think one direction, that took time. I feel gods from up there see people and say, let's put this person and this person together and watch the show. Well, it definitely was a show in our case. Right. And we're both strong type A personalities. So, you know, it's a show. All right. What were some of the arguments, Russian? I'd say uh, a lot of arguments were around lack of proper finances. Like we'd question each other on some of the personal things we'd buy, like clothes or shoes. For me... Electronic toys were a big problem. Anytime I'd buy a new toy, Tiksha rightfully felt like, hey, you're questioning me on bread, but now you're buying like a new laptop when you just got one a couple of months ago. Petty arguments, right? right? I mean, um, needs and wants, right? That's what it boils down to. I mean, a whole lot of communication around needs and wants. And, and if your significant other gets a ticket... every month wait now I should mention then that's dipping into the want bucket for you buddy I I should mention it this time I wasn't racing but I still had a lead foot so I would uh, yes he taught me how to weave through traffic I'd speed I speed my way everywhere So, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, he, we got a ticket and, okay, well, it's a need. That's fine. But then somebody had to take responsibility for the amount of tickets yeah. you were getting, right? Yeah. So let's talk love languages, mm. okay? I come from a family of gift givers. My dad has legit given laptops and TVs away to people who've just come to our house and said, I like that. Yeah. No questions asked. They take you know? it. Yeah. Take and, it. Here you go. and his family was not gift giving or receiving family. They focused more on time spending with each other. Mm. You know, at this point in my life, words of affirmations are my love languages. Um, and for Russian, it's acts of service. Mm. But back then, hey, I, I love getting a gift here and there or giving. Mm. So here's the problem. This was Thiksha. And this was Russian. I mean, we had to kind of work on coming together somehow. One of the things that I also want to mention is when we got married and we moved into our very first apartment, we got such a push from our friends, our parents, our family to buy a new home. You looked at like you're crazy if you don't buy a home. And my parents even offered to put money towards my down payment of my very first home. And they said, hey, don't get into an apartment move into a home. Luckily, I started taking my financial coach at the time seriously. And I, I asked him, hey, would this be something that you would do? Would you accept money from your parents? My coach said, don't do that. You have never paid big bills. You've never paid rent. You've never paid any house mortgages or any repairs, repair costs. And we were trying to figure each other out. Exactly. Right. And so spend first couple of years renting an apartment so you don't have the headaches of a home and that's okay the amount of money that you're going to pay in rent 
Um, don't think of it like money that you're losing out on. It's money that you're investing into your relationship. And kudos to you for not taking your parents' money because I know you lost your dad. And to have that extra money sitting there for your mom, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm proud of you. No, no. And, and it's funny how temptations try to come and get you. Moving into an apartment was one of the best decisions that we made. I think even uh, focusing on a five-year plan to pay off our home that we were living in uh, mm. and our current house too, as opposed to like a 15 to 30-year plan, keeping up with the Joneses mm. is real. Mm. And I'm the impulsive spender in the family. I was happy that Roshan and I had clear-cut goals in front of us and any deviations was no longer an emotion-based decision, but a logic-based decision. Yeah, right? and I, I should mention, right when we got married was when we got serious about goal setting. Yeah, so every year around December, we go to a buffet. <laughs> Why a buffet? Because forget the quality of food, quantity of food matters a whole lot for me. So if you want my undivided attention... Ask me to a buffet. The reason why we did buffet was because <laughs> when we discussed goals at home, we were just getting into too many loud True. fights. So True. we decided let's do it outside yeah. where we'll be at least cordial enough towards each other. Yeah. And, and now we're better. Yeah. And, and some of you guys who have tried uh, setting goals with your spouse may realize that it can be quite a surprising experience <laughs> finding out that you guys may not be on the same page. And uh, we would set goals in the fun, faith, fitness, finance, family. Mm. In all those five S uh, category, we just focused on more logic-based decisions, which were in line with our goal, as opposed to emotion-based decisions. And, you know, Russia and I even started focusing on creating multiple sources of income from active income sources, passive income sources with different businesses, rental properties to portfolio incomes, you know, businesses I launched focused on zero-based budgets. So And so I'd say the focus was definitely still hustle. It was, let's hustle what we can. Despite our focus on all of these things, you know, at the end of the day, our sources needed to lead to a balance of time. Mm. I think for both Russia and I, our priority has always been more time and not money because sure, we hustled in our 20s, but after marriage and especially after kids, time is like a non-negotiable. Right. We have both given up professions where it took away time from each other because time is always more important to us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so that brings us to our time with kids, right? So now doing financial management with two little ones, right? For me, it was a flip of a switch. Yes, he started driving at 25 miles an hour, (laughs) starting when I got pregnant with the cruise control on. Just saying. There, there, there's a tip there uh, for some of you guys that have the same problem I do. Cruise control uh, at 25 miles an hour is a blast. <laughs> so it's a good way to ensure not to get a ticket, right? So after we had kids, help me understand how your mindset was. You know, I'll, I'll mention two areas that the kids have made me more disciplined towards. Number one, the vertical alignment in terms of priorities. Like I mentioned before, time is most important to us. I can't explain the joy I get just holding and napping with my kids in the afternoon. We're so intentional about time with each other. I I love going on a bike ride with you. I mean, I I love exercising with you. I love UNO championships as a family. (laughs) It keeps things in perspective for us. Yeah, and it's definitely quality of time. And uh, the second thing is modeling for our kids. You know, kids teach us so much. 
right. and they observe everything we do, correct? Yeah. Teaching kids how to, you know, break up their Diwali money from Nana Nani. Their birthday money. Yeah. And, yeah. and teaching them to spend, save, give and, and invest, especially that giving aspect. You know, it's so important in the finance topic teaching the kids that the world of the generous gets larger in so many ways. So frankly, even with launching Sotastic, at the end of all of it, I, if I can teach my kids everything I've learned by meeting all the people I've met and all the curriculum we've prepared, at the end of it, if I can just impart that knowledge onto my kids, it's all worth it. I want to tell you, I, I give you a lot of credit for teaching our kids through grace, right? Because with our seven-year-old, as we're teaching finances, as we go through question and answers, also trying to teach them through examples that they can relate to. I credit you for having such patience. I, I really thought I was the militant parent, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and the modeling for kids became very real because we saw our kids paying attention to the littlest of things. If we were going to make bad decisions, that might get duplicated down the line. It was a good way for us to focus on not just what we were doing, but why we were doing things and how we were doing things. And I think that also helped us get into the continuous learning mode more seriously than we've ever been before. So help me understand your perspective there, Jason. So we choose to focus on growth. Something I've read and it's ingrained in my mind is the definition of hell is the person I am someday meeting the person I could have been. Mm. And only way we knew how to grow was by seeking these three things. One, find somebody who we felt were in life where we wanted to be and follow their advice. Number two was seek knowledge from books and other external sources. What we don't know, we don't know, yeah. right? A recently read book on the psychology of money was excellent. Mm. And the third thing, which is probably the most important is being cognizant of our sphere of influence. Right. We tell our kids to stay away from bad influences, and yet as adults, sometimes we forget to do that. We are just intentional about our association. They say you are the sum total of the five people who surround you. And frankly, I'd rather be the dumbest of the five so I can learn and grow as opposed to being the wisest of the five. Nice. So now let me ask you a question that I love asking all of our guests. If you had to turn back time and talk to your younger self, what advice would you give her to put her ahead in life sooner? Since this is a money and marriage talk, okay, if I could do something different, it would be to realize that you're not telepathic. <laughs> I mean, learning to communicate efficiently and faster. I think the arguments would have reduced and been solved faster. And please don't get the idea that we don't have fights anymore. We just talk about them faster and, you know. Try to resolve them quicker. Yeah, well, especially if the kids saw you argue. I mean, we quickly get to a sorry right in front of them and faster and done. Especially when it comes to tying marriage and money, I think just being a better communicator with just you and I. Hmm, nice. When uh, I think of my younger self, I think randomness and chaos, whether it was good or Until bad. Until I came in your life. Until you came into that. And th then it was more organized chaos. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would say the one word that I would impart on my younger self is intentionality. I learned that anytime I do something with intention, I tend to achieve results quicker, whether it's 
health goals or finances or spiritual goals or family goals, whatever the case may be, if I put thought and sincere effort intentionally, I get to those goals a lot quicker. And if I had, if my younger self had known that, uh, it, it would have helped me tremendously. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure going down memory lane for the last 21 years together. And I hope it added value with some of our shortcomings that we've overcome. And we're definitely still learning. Thank you so much, Roshan, for taking your time to always do these podcasts and volunteering that time so I can run my passion project. Thank you.